I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber. And singer-songwriter Marcia Novelli. This week we're joined by LA-based singer-songwriter, designer, international hugger, and high-fiver Eric Masek. <laughs> Eric's tracks can be heard on shows such as Life Unexpected, Melrose Place, and 90210, and his upcoming EP was produced by Grammy winner Mikhail Blue and features Dean Denning of Toad the Wet Sprocket. Eric is also a designer and is very hands-on in all aspects of his business, especially the design and branding side. We're looking forward to hearing more about his career and the advice he'd offer to fellow creatives. So, hey Eric, how's it going? How you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Let's start off really awkwardly and ask, <laughs> and we're going to ask you three things about yourself that everyone should know. That everyone should know. Um, let me see here. I think, I think one of the, the key things that, that I, I would say is I'm, I'm very motivated. It's one of those things I think about me that I get made fun of, actually, because I feel like I'm a kind of a workaholic. And I always kind of credit that to uh, being r- born and raised in the East Coast, very like blue-collar society. Um, I think another one that think people might not know because I think with being motivated sometimes there's that intensity, but I'm actually empathetic. I like to like relate to other people a lot, so I write. I like to take myself out of my own head per se, and maybe like, you know, be a bit open-minded to somebody else's like thought process or psychology. And I think the last thing is I'm really sarcastic. <laughs> So. so everything you said was not real. <laughs> hey, I think we, we I can, said it at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can relate to everything there, man. Uh, I think Ross and I would consider ourselves workaholics as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's bad yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, it's it can be detrimental. Like a lot of people yeah. are like, I wish I was motivated all the time. But other times you're like, you just don't know how to relax sometimes. Yeah, you know? sometimes yes. you want to be able to switch off and you can't. It's like yeah. it's great. It's great when um. You know, when you're working on something that you need to get done, it's great to be motivated. But when you know, when you want to just sit and chill out, you can't because your head's always going. And I'm always thinking, what can I do next? Yeah, I feel guilty. I feel guilty for relaxing, which is actually really bad. No, <laughs> it's so important to rest as well. I relate you know? to that so much. And yeah. there's a lot of times, and there's a reason. There's a saying why a lot of people are like, I need a vacation from my vacation. You know, and I feel like a lot of times you go on vacation, you're trying to relax, but you didn't complete whatever tasks sometimes before you go on vacation then you're thinking about them you come back and you're like i just spent a lot of money on a you know hanging out with palm trees and still doing work <laughs> all work <laughs> you know? no play makes marcio a dull boy so i'm really trying i'm working on we should all try to work on that just yeah we should <laughs> be able to turn off a little bit. you know what's actually helping me um uh, is is doing a lot of whiteboards lately and and just planning out my week a little bit my work schedule and and basically saying mm-hmm. this is what i'm going to do this week you know what I mean? If if I if I get it done, and, and it helps me get those things done, and, and it, I feel a bit more accomplished, and then I can relax. It's like I'm giving myself a break, rather yeah. than otherwise, you know. And and just writing down the things you have to do, and kind of putting that away for next week or whatever, or the next day, or else, like Ross said, your mind's just going and going and going, and yeah. won't turn off. You know? 
the other funny part too to that I think sometimes is actually scheduling time for yourself to be like, hey, I'm I'm oh, actually gonna play, I'm actually gonna play video games for oh, this hour. You know, so it's like when you schedule, you still feel somewhat accomplished, but then you give yourself that like again. I think workaholics tend to be a bit disciplined in a certain uh, yeah in a certain respect. So sometimes actually having that, I mean, we tend to compartmentalize everything. I think sometimes. So do you do you play video games? I actually am. That's that's little secret secret nice. vice that I have. I'm a big video game uh, dork. What kind of what what's your favorite kind of genre? Uh it varies because I really love like. RPGs like role playing games. Right, right. However, I call them waste your life games because I know, <laughs> yeah. again, once, like if you're a workaholic and you truly want to get something like done, like if you're all of a sudden going to take up a Final Fantasy or you're going to take up, you know, El- Elder Scrolls type of thing, like, I mean, you're literally putting in like 100, 100 hours maybe. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you a secret, a Final mm-hmm. Fantasy related secret. Like, I, I love Final Fantasy, especially Final Fantasy 7. And, yeah. uh, and I used to go to the hairdressers with a picture of Cloud and just be like, make my hair like this. And they're like, <laughs> but they were like, but you know, this guy's not real, right? And I was like, yeah, I was like, but you can do it. And I used to have like white blonde hair. And yeah. That's amazing. I, Seventh, seven one was, it was such a great one. I got so involved in it. I, I think I've bought that game so many different times on platforms because, you know, yeah. like, they had on PlayStation, then PlayStation 3, you could rebuy it. And it's like, you know, that's, but you know, they're remaking it, right? Like no. completely remaking it. Oh my god! And I'm gonna sound like such a geek. <laughs> no, but I, I actually had tears in my eyes when I saw the trailer. And Marcio, don't don't laugh. The reason why is because Eric is gonna understand, okay? Because oh if you played this game when you were like 15. Uh-huh. They've been remaking so many games, and everyone's wanted to remake this for so long, and they've always said, "No, no, we're not gonna do it." At least until we've made one that's better than seven, and we're all like, they're never going to make one as good as seven, so it's never going to happen. And then they announced this kind of out of nowhere, and watching the trailer for it, it was just like, it took me back to being it's, oh, sixteen or something when I first played it. It was the yeah. first time I really kind of got into games, and um, yeah, oh my god, it's, you know, it's going to be good. I it's never really got huge into RPGs. I like first-person shooters. Okay. But I also like uh, adventure, that kind of thing. I like, you know, some of those horror uh, like games, too, where it's like mystery. and yeah, I like that. But my favorite is probably first-person shooters. Oh, first. Probably because you can jump in and jump out. And, you know, the, I, I like ones that have a story as well, though, that still have, like, the storylines and not just, yeah. like... Um, but the problem with RPGs for me is the same thing. I, I just... Y- you can't... You just put in so many hours, yes. and you, you can't just leave it. I mean, you gotta yeah. keep going. You gotta because go again, when it. you're when you're 15, sure, I can play yeah. for for eight hours straight. Then no, no, no. You know, yes. I'm still supposed to play as a child. You know, but now it's yes. just like, you really have to like put in that time. But I completely agree with Final Fantasy VII. Going really quickly back to that because I feel like you know I, I was a huge fan of like Final Fantasy One on Nintendo. You know, I was a, a gener- Nintendo generation. Like you put a <laughs> game too. in. Hopefully it works. You blow it a couple times, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so you hope that your game of Zelda didn't erase, you know, type of thing. Yeah. And I remember because you put it, you put it in, but you play for an hour or two and you're good, and then you walk away and you come back. Yeah. Like these games are so in depth right now; yeah. it's, it's almost scary. Like that's a, that's the thing is I'm actually afraid to play a lot of the new role playing games because when I come back, I don't remember the button combos. I don't remember what what hits what after what. Like it right, used right. to just be. A and B. <laughs> did you ever and get now, Game Genie? No, I did. Game Genie. I remember that you plug your game into the Game Genie. Oh my god, it's so hilarious. You know what? Um, I think 
that's the funny thing about our generation too if you think about like our parents would never be like talking about playing video games (laughs) and here we are you know it's just it's i think that's the greatest thing um i'm pretty sure our our kids will will all be in a virtual reality it's it's the only way to go it's gonna be they're gonna play everything now yeah everything's now on tablet and stuff like that too i mean i i I do have to say though like i was huge i was a big big i was always playing outside i played outside a ton i was a bike rider yeah yeah, so like that is one thing that I that I do have to say. Like as much as I'm a big dork as far as video games, yeah. like I always loved going outside. And one of the other things too, which is you know just out of the RPG, but I love sports games, and I was always an athlete. Oh, I, I wasn't. So yeah. I loved like like EA Sports franchise. Yeah. Uh, as, as much as they frustrate me, I love them as well. It's kind of that <laughs> Actually, like love that, hate. That's probably the most sports I played as a kid was was, was, was EA Sports on, EA on sports. like Sega Genesis. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So moving away, moving a little bit away from gaming. <laughs> oh yeah, music. Talk, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're a musician, right? <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, the, the music on your previous album has been featured on TV and film, which is really cool. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about um, how those placements actually uh, took place. Um, yeah, a, a lot of it, I guess, to get right into it, like just to give the answer, a lot of it is personal connection. You know, I think as musicians, we constantly are researching and, and cold calling and throwing emails out to all these agencies, just kind of wishful thinking. And that's viable because you never know. It can potentially happen if you do have a good song. And I think that's what the music industry constantly says is if you have a good song, it, it'll find its place. Or, you know, And sometimes it's just very hard to kind of grasp that. But I will say with this specific incident, I ended up... Um, I ended up working with a company and became very good friends with one of the uh, kind of head honchos of the company. And, you know, we went to Mixers and he came to my show. Uh, They're based out of Chicago and then actually they were based in L.A. for a little bit to try to branch out. So it's really that personal connection. And then he's always believed in one specific song of mine. And actually that song has never been placed. But ironically, then a bunch of my other songs have been placed. In, in some of these TV shows. So definitely very grateful for it. And I feel like it was kind of a string of shows um, all in kind of unison. And it, and it tremendously did help. You did see spikes in, um, you know, that's the, my song I'll Be Fine, for instance, was... Which is uh, beautiful, by the way. Thank you very much. And the placement was great. It was like four minutes right at the end. You know, oh, wow. a lot of them are like, you know, 15 seconds, kind of a pocket or an yeah. instrumental. They take your voice out or something like that. But this was a straight up, like, I kept going in and out of dialogue. And I just, I watched it on Netflix going, this is, like, this is really surreal. But I was, like, it was one of those dork moments again where I was just, like, I was really proud. You know, you yeah, wrote which, that song which, a while ago. And which one was that placed in? Ross, I know you know, I can't remember which one. Which one was that placed in? It was Life Unexpected. Right, okay. And that was on Netflix, right, right. Life Unexpected, yeah. And it was a very... That's crazy. It, and it was kind of fun because it was I never heard of the show and, and to be honest with you I started getting comments on my on my social media and they're like life expected you know unexpected brought me here and I'm thinking like do I have like a hippie fan base now like being like oh, like so deep <laughs> like life life is so great and they're unexpected and kind of like and I was naive you then I know philosophical on it <laughs> I'm the idiot yeah I'm the idiot here thinking like deep thoughts and then I'm like oh that's a show and then I was so <laughs> So that that was kind of an embarrassing moment, but I was grateful as soon as I found out what it was and that my song got placed. So weren't you informed beforehand that it was going to get placed? No, I. Really? This, it was actually different. Normally you do. Yeah, okay. Normally you do, and I think what happened with this specific one, it was something, you know, it was called like a blanket deal, and in other words, it gets put on um, 
during the digital process instead. And so I think there's a lot of legal aspect that kind of goes into it where I actually did not get placed for that song initially and then I did get placed. So this was a unique scenario. This wasn't a normal placement. So for, for situations like that, for people who aren't aware and, and uh, understand what placements are and how they work, you know, it, do you always have a choice of an upfront fee or a royalty fee or is there a combination? How does that work? Um, there's a wide variety of ways. Again, like I said, this... I had to go through the bumps and bruises trying to figure this one out because, again, in my mind, I'm like, okay, somebody comes to me, I say yes, we agree on a deal, life goes on, and we're good. And then I realize there's a curveball. <laughs> so it really, it really depends on, um, I, I mean, even the film, for instance, that was just kind of a verbal agreement between me and a friend, which, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily advise. Everything went well because I'm very good friends with her. But initially, yes, you have a company that comes to you, they say, hey, we want to use your song. Here's the fee that they have. Um, and again, I, I wish I had a better answer for standard because <laughs> I well, feel like you know, standard's about, been all over the place. You know, how about if there's an artist uh, right now that, that wants to know how they can start getting songs placed? I know it's all about connections, like you said. But, mm -hmm. you know, what would be a, a step you would, you would tell them uh, to take that they could take right now to get closer to being placed on TV and film, which obviously there's never any guarantee. Yeah. But, you know, what, what would you maybe say to them? A little bit of advice. To, my advice would be to definitely research. Do your research. Like, that's one thing I think a lot of people just want a quick answer. Do your research about the companies. Do your research about why you want to be placed with the company. It's not all about just you as an artist. You know, you have to take yourself outside of your head. Of course, we all want to have placement. Of course, we want to have money. Yes, that's all fine and dandy. But do the research. Is it actually M a money? company... What, what is that? What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Money>. <laughs> Sorry, oh, wait, I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> Money. <laughs> but I think doing the research, doing your, doing your homework, and reaching out to them in an actual you know, manner outside of like, hey, can you place my music? Because I think there's a lot of artists that really, um, and, and I don't mean to sound derogatory, but it is a little bit of that, you know, place my music. You know, here's music. I like my music. I think it's good music. Let's get it in movies. You know, and I've talked to people, I mean, they really have the attention span that it, it's like you really have to wow them in, a, in about 10 seconds, if that. You know, and, and one thing I would have to say, too, is one thing that annoys, the, uh, annoys that side of the industry is make sure that your tags are all, you know, like if you send an MP3, make sure it has all the information. It has the name, it has your name, it has, I mean, that is so imperative. That's so important because if they click on something and it says untitled mp 3 <laughs> you're done. No, okay. Yeah. And, and I feel like I have to say that because, again, yeah. if somebody's just starting out, those are very pivotal things that make sure that you are as professional as possible, you know? And they may well, say no, and that's fine. But if you're going in yeah. with, I'm ready, mm -hmm. you have a better chance. Well, that's the great thing about MP3s, yeah. too, because you can take it with everything, even the beats per minute and everything. A lot of people probably don't realize you can't do that with a WAV file. You know yep. I mean? You have to do it with an So you could send them a 320 MP3, which is great quality, you know, and take it with everything. I always take everything I send out. Oh, like anywhere, like yeah. anywhere. <laughs> You're very OCD with that. Well, it's very important. Yeah. Like he said, because you never yeah, know where is. that's going to end up. You never know whose hands or whose ears that's going to land on. And you want to make sure that's as easy as possible. Like you can even tag, I don't know if people realize, you can put your website in the tag. <laughs> you yeah. know, that information, they just click right on it, you know. So yeah, I'm with you on that one, man. That's Doing 100%. your due diligence like early on, like as soon as you come out with, it, with an EP, MP3, whatever, a single, I would definitely say that is such a critical time and it takes it takes some discipline to push yourself to go through it because we're all excited to be like, I got new music, check it out. Mm -hmm. But you have to really make sure you have all your ducks in a row per se before you really start kind of going out and 
and attacking the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I kind of want to just touch on the thing when you said you've got like maybe 10 minutes to grab, not 10, sorry, not 10 minutes. Yeah, I probably, wish wow. they had 10 minutes. And yeah. it's like 10 seconds to grab your attention. Uh, I actually want to give your publicist a shout out because her email grabbed my attention in a way that I don't think an email has grabbed my attention like that for quite a while. She went to so much effort to personalize everything in this email. I don't know if you've read it, Marcio, but no, she I'm even mentioned pull- your documentary, Walking Proof. I'm actually uh, pulling it up right now. Mm. Yeah, she went into so much detail, like not 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 too much detail, but she went to um, she just made it very personal, and mm-hmm. she researched me, she researched Marcio, and she really just it was very very impressive. So I, I felt I had to give her a shout. So hey hey, but oh, yeah, and, um, good then. It was great. Yeah, that's you're working great. with someone pretty awesome then. Yeah, and she you know she went kind of over and above. We've been emailing back and forth a lot. She's been telling me lots of um, lots of stuff about you. Nothing that you wouldn't want anyone to know. Like she's been very uh, just very good, um, and it's helped us to tailor some stuff that's happening later in the interview. So yeah. I don't know. think she I don't think she knew about Final Fantasy VII though. See, so that's why I like I like this no. game process. <laughs> she knew you liked games, but she told yeah. me that she couldn't tell me which games you liked, and I was secretly hoping that Final Fantasy was going to be one of them. I love um, I love it. I love that. I'm reading this email right now yeah you know what we get a lot of submissions lately um yeah. since we since we've uh, started the show it's it's gotten exponential and yeah that, that's one of the reasons why you're on right now so <laughs> yeah. go home and it thank your publicist really, yeah <laughs> i just go. read that yeah she's great yeah. she's that's great. great so I'm, I'm glad i'm glad definitely giving her a shout out as well here so so back to back to you uh you crowdsourced your latest ep I did, which is yeah. really cool. You know, um, I crowdsourced my album too, which is it's a it's a fun and very uh, nerve wracking process, <laughs> as you can you can it's it's got a combination of a lot of feelings. But I'd love for you yeah. to tell me uh, kind of what the process was like, and uh, can we expect uh, the same thing from a new record? Uh, that's a very good question, and and I do have to say I I was very much opposed to doing it at first. Really, why is that? I really pushed. It took me a lot to get into it because again, I think. I got stuck in my own mind. I got stuck in my own mind. The, you know, crowdfunding was new process, I think, for a little while. And then there's that stigma of begging for money, per se. See, I don't look at it like that. I, 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 I look at it as no different than a pre-order. I, I agree. You know? I, I agree. But I'm saying my beginning process, uh, yes. why I neglected it at first, was because of that stigma. And mm-hmm. I feel like once I convinced myself, which I think is what, really what it kind of comes down to, really wanted to give it a chance and still had that hesitation of like, you know, they always say, you know, reach high. You know, a lot of people are like, if, if you think you can get this, you could probably get this or something to that degree. But I think I kind of played it um, kind of right on point. And, and I do have to say my experience really opened my eyes because the funny part is I actually did get people that are like, you know, I feel like I feel like my mom was a little embarrassed to be like, "Why are you begging for money?" And again, when people don't know about it, <laughs> my mom yeah. did the same yeah. thing. Exactly. What are you doing online asking for this? I'm like, mom, that's how the world works now. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I want to support you know, the artists. There's TED talks on it too. You know, one of the top top selling artists actually. She she thought I forgot. Um, don't quote me on the numbers, but I think she was trying to raise like, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, and she. Oh, she raised her million. Um, Amanda name? Palmer. Amanda Palmer. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember listening to that TED talk, going like, "Wow, like that's quite impressive." And that really like tests your fan base out almost to really, you know, who really cares about your music and stuff. And I think what I realized was I realized how generous people were. People were, people were giving. You know, I have an EP, five songs. You know, just say five dollars, 
$10, $20. And then there was people that really just wanted to support my music and would give $100, you know, exponentially. And then even thousands of dollars to a certain degree because oh, wow. you have those people that truly believe in you. And yes. that you don't know about being like, hey, go to my iTunes and, and download it. You don't have yeah. those, that detailed. So you actually have a personal connection with crowdfunding that is very important that I did not realize before because crowdfunding, you have to do something yeah. for them and it be becomes very personal. The other thing I have to say, I did have a successful crowdfunding, but the uh, irony was I became even more successful towards the end because uh, you know, with crowdfunding, I use Pledge Music for instance, and with them, they keep it open until you complete everything. And when I started sending out pictures and being social, like the social media about it, and I was sending packages, I had personalized, you know, letters to everybody that ended up purchasing my EP. And I started putting it on Instagram. And people were like, I want one, I want one, I want one. So where were you when I was starting the crowdfunding? But yet, at the tail end of it, I had another, like a second wave of people that purchased my album because of because it was happening now and people well, you also showed them the, the that it's it's there, you've created a community which is really important you know if you, if you if your fans believe in you you've got to believe in your fans you know what i mean and and mm -hmm. and, and share like you said personalizing everything it's so important it's the small little things we can do to show them hey i care about you too you yeah. Know? yeah yeah and you sit there and i mean the, the biggest thing i mean you're really putting in the time depending on how many people i mean each individual package was oh, personal yeah. Mm -hmm. In some way, shape, or form, and I had you know marketing material. Whatever they purchased, it was you know I ended up fulfilling those pledges, and and really like it, it's cool because you have that one-on-one -on -one with with crowdfunding. You know, people downloaded iTunes. It's it's simple, but I you know sometimes you don't have a clue, or it just kind of goes over your head. Well, there's something to be said too about like. <clears throat> letting people decide on their own what they want to pay for something too. Like this is kind of going along the same ways where people will pay more. And I'm, I've lately really been attracted to the idea of saying, Hey, here's my music for free. If you want a tip, go right ahead. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the whole noise trade kind of, kind of world, because there's something beautiful about that. You know? Um, I mean, if they get it for free, they still get, and you still get an email address out of it, which is actually almost more valuable than five dollars because then you've got someone you can contact again and again, let them know about new music, and yeah. it's kind of similar with with uh, crowdfunding because obviously you state an amount, but people will often give more and more just because they want to support you. One thing I'd like to ask you um, is, I, I know that you also run a design business alongside your music, um, and as a musician in general, you have to wear a lot of hats. You have to I'm be doing tons of different right things. Now. You are. Uh, you're always wearing a hat. Um, so, yeah, you have to do so many different things. You're juggling mm -hmm. everything. How do you manage your time effectively, uh, especially considering that you have another business that, that you run? Um, I, <laughs> I would lie if I said I did, probably did it properly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's always constant. I mean, you're always multitasking, I think. And, yeah. and, and and I joke about saying that, but yeah, design is something I went to school for. Um, I went to a four-year school, and, and I think that was always something that's important to me. I feel like the hard part that I have in juggling is constantly trying to get back into the creative. You know, I should be writing more songs. I should be doing stuff that makes me smile a lot more. And I feel like um, I have done so much of that business stuff. And I feel like I've done it successfully, but I think like we talked about very early on, if, if you're a workaholic, it's never enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so you, you, can, you can wear three hats at the same time and you're like, I can get a fourth on there. <laughs> yeah. If you wear Pharrell's hat, you can fit like 20 underneath. So. I want to try something. Um, what? I used to work with a lot of people, uh, a lot of Czech people in a restaurant oh, yeah. that I worked in a while ago. And, uh, and I spent some time in the US and um, 
when I lived in a trailer park because I, I worked in a water park, but we lived in trailers. And the trailer next to ours was a, a bunch of uh, Slovakians. I know you're Slovakian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I learned a phrase in Czech. It's the only thing I know how to say. And I know Czech and Slovakian language-wise are pretty similar, right? They're pretty similar. It's, it's, it's okay. different, but it's, it's similar enough. Okay. Hopefully this does not come across as the complete opposite of what's intended to. <laughs> okay. If I, if I said, Maskratni ochi. Uh-huh. Yeah. What does that mean? I have pretty eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I remember I'd say. Everything else really? I was to say was bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, who, like, what kind of Slovak people are those? That's, like, not the first thing that people would say. Normally people would teach you how to say Nazdravia, probably. Which is? Which is pretty much, it's literally is translated to your health, but that's what they say for uh, cheer. Like, yeah, so do, cheers, bros. Hope you're well, you know, stay well, that kind of thing. Like you're always, I mean, we're, we're a big drinking country, you know, so. <laughs> yes, I learned that. I had some homemade plum thing. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. <sighs> so you, have, you, have, yeah. you have a lot of chest hair now. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's like, that's just like straight chia pet. Like that'll make it grow. There was another thing I was taught to say, and they taught me it as, a, as it being a good thing, right? And I had to buy a new suitcase because my suitcase broke, and it was a few days before I left, so I had to buy a new one before I went home. I went to the shop, and I, I'd, I'd met the girl that was serving before. I knew she was Slovakian. So my, I, I responded to her when she gave me the suitcase, and I tried to say what I thought was thank you or, or like, thank you very much. No, no. And, and I, I, I can't remember what, what it was I said, but she just looked at me, and she's like, don't you ever say that to someone you don't know? And I was like, I mean, do you, remember, do you remember what you, what you no, said? No, I mean, I, I think it had peachy in it, peachy something. Oh yeah, that's a that's a curse word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah, because I thought that's, that. Uh, that's 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 the that's the lady that's the lady part down under. Oh. <laughs> that's why yeah, that's why she wasn't impressing me saying that. Oh yeah, so yeah yeah. Because yeah. I think I was just like. She gave me the suitcase instead of like saying thank you. Like Pichy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's probably not a nice version. Of oh, her, is it? yeah. You it's probably like call her, call her, call her her own lady part. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Which actually, I would have loved to see. That would have been a nice like fifteen second Instagram post video video stuff, like of her her reaction. Oh my god. <laughs> but it's it's you. I don't know if they taught you to say Jakuyem. Jakuyem is actually to say thank you. Oh, I mean, they probably did like tell me that, but, but I think they use peachy so much, like it, just in general conversation. I, I guess I just thought that's what it means. Yeah, which is not nice. It's, it's kind of one of those. It, it's, it's a derogatory. Like it just beca- it gets flown out kind of like when we say, ah, you son of a bee or whatever. Like, you yeah, know, like, yeah. like you're not really calling somebody that or not. Using, and, and a lot of Slovaks sometimes will. Like, again, I played ice hockey a lot and you just hear that that word and I didn't know what it was because obviously like my, my parents are the ones that taught me Slovak and so right. I never heard that word and I'm sitting here going like why are you guys saying like what are you like hungry like why do you keep saying peaches <laughs> you know like because I'm an American I'm thinking yeah. peach what and they're like no 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 dude this is and then I learned what it was and I was like oh <laughs> yeah uh, and it, so it becomes slang to just like you kind of say that like it's it, and it becomes normal but it's kind of not nice <laughs> yeah and that's kind of what they use it it's, one of the mean things about being, uh, I guess, like a, a, a speaking more than one language, you can like, you can totally direct people in the very wrong way, and they find yeah. it funny. You know, yeah. you'd find it funny because you're like, "Ha ha!" You said that. Yeah. You don't know what it means. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. My my aunt once told me. Okay, my grandparents almost exclusively speak Portuguese, and um, when I was like 
13 or 14, I took up a, like a summer job with my aunt and uncle who were like doing, they had their own um, janitorial uh, business. So like mm-hmm. they would go in the middle of the night, they would go clean bingo halls and like restaurants and stuff. It was actually kind of cool. And uh, so in the middle of the night, it's like 3, 3 a.m., which why was I up that late? I mean, like 14. <laughs> and my aunt told me when, when we go back home, right, to go to my, my, my grandpa and say in Portuguese, Fuda Maku. Fuda Maku. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does that mean? That means I love you. And she's crying laughing. And she's like, you know, go, go say that to your uncle. And I say to my uncle, he looks at me like this, like, huh? Right? And I'm, and I'm like, what does that mean? And she's like, oh, it means I love you, right? So the next day, my aunt's like, go, go say it, go say it, right? I say, food in my coup. My grandpa stands up, goes, hey! He starts yelling, it means fuck my ass. <laughs> and she's laughing, crying. It's the way my aunt Lena is. She's laughing. And my grandpa was so pissed off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's an example that even family members can be cruel. Like, that's one of the things that I actually love about culture because, again, it's the political incorrectness that I actually love about a lot of like European cultures. For instance, like we, there's so much, so much perversion. I would say, like in the Slovak culture, but it's almost kind of like normal. It's not like you take it to heart. Yeah, it's like you said, son of a bitch. Like, I'm not really, it's not a, oh, you son of a bitch. You know, you're not really saying it in a mean way. It's Yeah, exactly. It's a term of endearment, kind of. Yeah. Are you ready for 20 questions, Eric? Uh, Let's do it. All right. Coffee or tea? Tea. Meat or veggies? Meat. CD or vinyl? Uh, I guess vinyl. (laughs) Pennsylvania or California? Oh. (laughs) I got to go with Pennsylvania. We asked the tough questions here on Bridge the Atlantic. We did. <laughs> like the Mac or PC. <laughs> yeah, the important ones, like oh, Mac or PC. <laughs> Mac or PC. That's the Mac all the way. Hockey or soccer? Oh. Soccer. Don't you guys call it football there in the Yeah, we, we do. But for, for the benefit of probably the majority of our viewers football. and listeners. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's right, soccer. You can't go wrong with that. Breaking Bad or Orange is the New Black? You guys might, people aren't going to like me. I haven't seen either of them. Oh, uh, I know. Oh, the my heart just broke. What's your favorite uh, TV drama then? You know what? It's t- I don't, I actually don't have cable. Um, do you have I Netflix? Do, I do have Netflix. Well, there you go. They're all on there. I mean, I literally, like, I watch it. I watch TV in tiny spurts because I also. the last watch, thing you've seen? Uh, American Dad. <laughs> I, I'm a huge American Dad fan. But you know what's so funny? Family the next, the next, South South the next, Park, Futurama, all of it. <laughs> the next question actually is Family Guy or American Dad? <laughs> oh, see, I think I have to go with Family Guy because that's what it originally got me. But I've been, yeah. I've been laughing my butt off on 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 American Dad yeah, lately, and with because one. of Netflix, I'm going back to like a lot of the earlier stuff. Have you ever seen BoJack Horseman? Only one episode. Get into it, man. If you like adult like animated uh, series, this is a really good one. Yeah, That's I started really watching it yesterday. It's very oh, really? weird. Just started. But, yeah, it just started I yesterday. watched nine episodes of the second season yesterday because I wasn't <laughs> feeling well, and I just laid down on my bed. I said, screw it. They're 23 minutes, and I watched nine. Yeah. That's the thing is they're so short. So if yeah. I'll eat dinner, I'll just be like, ah, I'll just watch a quick episode. Yeah. I'll watch but that's the thing is I feel everybody who talks to me, they're like, oh, you haven't seen Breaking Bad? Like, you got to yeah, get into it. But it. Every, almost... 90% of the people that tell me that also say, well, also, you should probably give yourself, like, yeah. you know, an X amount of time because yes. you're not just going to watch one episode and That's then you're right. just going to go nuts. I'm like, okay, so it's like a role-playing game. <laughs> yeah, bring it all it together. Kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> Indie or major? I guess how? How? Do I want to uh, be signed to it or do I, music-wise do I listen uh, to it? Well, you know that, oh, that's, 
that's no that's one's more ever asked us <laughs> You know what? Just in general, you know what? Um, what's tough to to ask? Like, what would you rather be signed to? Because I mean, it depends on the deal, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I guess in general, where the state I'm, at, I just just bare bones. I would just say indie. Me too. Just, that, yeah. That's what I am. You know, and you have a lot more freedom. Yeah. But part of the music I listen to personally is indie. Same here. So music I listen to. But part of me is like, "Ah, I wonder what Columbia can do with me. Exactly. (laughs) Ah, I wonder what the major label can, (laughs) what what Eric Masick would look like. Well, basically nowadays, it's just what can like $100,000 or more do with you. It's pretty much just a bank right now and they have their resources. But yeah. Which still would be nice because indie (laughs) would give you $100,000. They'd be like, so we can, you know, you you have a saving account, right? Let's work with that. (laughs) Oh, good. Canada or Scotland? I haven't been to Scotland, so I have to say Canada because I had a good time there. So many people say that. And I'm I'm I'd love that. to go to Scotland. I'm good with that. And everyone I'm, says that too. Yeah. And then they never come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Assassin's Creed or Uncharted? Oh, Assassin's Creed. And because I'm a designer, I absolutely love their graphic design. Oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed is nice. very, very beautiful. Yeah, and that's me, you know, dorking out on graphic design. Oh, I, mean, I think I, I'm I'm huge on the graphics of video games too. I wanted to abs- oh. I wanted to get absorbed in that world, you know. Everything about Assassin's Creed, from their outfits to the font selection to the, I mean, wow. I can go on. But yes, Assassin's Creed. Cool. cool. Dave Matthews or John Mayer? Dave Matthews. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? Oh, Celine Dion. <laughs> the Voice or American Idol? The Voice. I have to I have to stay true to that. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael Jackson. Yeah. Twerk or work? It's okay. Which one? What was the last one? Twerk or work? Hmm. I was going to think about this one. I do. I got to go with work because I, I, I was trying to visualize my twerking skills and I don't think anybody wants to see that. <laughs> Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Ricky Gervais. Whale or kale? Uh whale <laughs> cool bet midler or the riddler bet midler and the Final. most important question drum roll <laughs> ross or marcio oh no just remember that i like final fantasy 7 just remember that i'm also a singer songwriter <laughs> <laughs> just remember i'm also a designer i just love remember it that your, your I, turn, marcio. I don't know <laughs> you win you win Final Fantasy VII it is. There we go. That's yeah. Fair. Ross always wins. Okay. <laughs> so, always win. We'll just change the subject. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you have any music recommendations or even film or art, any kind of recommendations in the creative world, but preferably music? <laughs> yeah, I do. Actually, for music, one of the biggest, one of the huge influence of mine that I feel like I don't say enough, um, I talk about Dave Matthews quite a bit. I, obviously, he's mainstream, but have you guys ever heard of Citizen Cope? Yeah, I've heard the name. I think that he's he's a really cool influence uh, uh, for me per se. I mean, again, he's not one of those like mainstream guys. He do, he does well. He's an East Coaster as well. But he's somebody that that I think I think people would enjoy his music. It's really kind of that that head bobbing, like you know, it's it's it makes you feel. And I think that's what I love about indie music a lot of times too, like that honesty, that sense of yes. like ruggedness, and that sense of you know, and G Love and Special Sauce, for instance. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him as well. I think he's another another guy to throw out in this uh, in this discussion of. I want people to hear more of their music. You know, I, I really think that. Oh, thank you. That's what this is about, man. That that's what some, the show's some about. Of, some of these guys. I mean, and G Love has been. I mean, to, no. I mean, he's under Brushfire Records, so he is. 
and he's been around for uh, 20 plus years doing this and he's just this blues if you guys are into blues i mean this guy live is just he's just so talented and you know he's a, he's an artist that made it but people don't kind of know it because you're not in the major label spectrum you're not on the radio you're not on on the you know getting plastered on the marketing and stuff so these are the guys that have just stayed under the radar but they're great artists so well, those are my suggestions of, speaking of which um, where can people find you online uh, they could definitely I mean my biggest thing is I have a brand new website so I'm excited about that oh, which I cool. designed <laughs> nice. so uh, it's ericmasic.com and if you spell my name uh, correctly which I have E-R-I-C-K so I have both the C and the K and then Masic is actually M-A-C-E-K and that is pretty Perfect. much across social media. Like if you go to ericmasic.com, I have all the links there. But, you know, okay. it's at Eric Masic at Twitter, at Eric Masic on Instagram. And then Masic Music is the only difference. In, uh, That's for Facebook. For Facebook. for the Yeah. Day. But I'm sure if they type in your name, you'll pop up anyway. Absolutely. Awesome. Yep. And if you want to know what I'm up to and hear my music, uh, go to marcionovelli.com. And if you want to see what I'm doing, you'll find me at electrickiwi.co.uk. And I design awesome. websites. Yes, he does. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you never say what you do, right? I know, that's why I did so it like, there. You want to know what I'm doing? It could I know, be see, anything. I just go to my website. <laughs> I threw it in there, and then I sort of realized, wait, if, if this is not a regular listener to the show, they're not gonna, yeah, They're just going to exactly. think I'm really weird that I'm just like, yeah. blurting this <laughs> just out. Just go to my <laughs> website. It's I just didn't pictures really of me and my dog. Well. <laughs> it hey, should Eric. be. Yeah, it should be, eh? Eric, this has been so great, man. Uh, definitely so come back again soon, and I wish you all the best of uh, all, all the best of luck, but also you know success in, in what I you're doing, continued that. success. Yeah. And same with you guys. I have Thank to give you. you guys credit. So I appreciate you guys doing this and and you know working hard. I mean, that's what it's all part about. But you know, connecting and reconnecting and. And I appreciate it. So awesome. maybe when Final Fantasy VII comes out, we can have a little little detour show. We could do a special <laughs> yes. just on that. And I'll sit here and be like, I've never played it. <laughs> and I'll just be crying. I'll be like, and this is the part where this happens. <laughs> oh, you guys are weird. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome. And we'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 